Hello, my name is Adrian Monk. I'm here at the World Economic Forum in Geneva. Every week, I present a podcast called On Our Radar, looking at some of the people and issues that are burning up the global agenda. Well, someone who is definitely burning up the global agenda is the closest advisor to the 45th president of the United States, someone called Steve Bannon. Now, Steve Bannon is something of an enigma, but he's also an extremely interesting individual. He's somebody who has real ideas about politics, far-reaching ideas about what he wants America to do and where he sees America going. In essence, he's a revolutionary, someone who wants to overturn the agreements, the relationships. He would say the restrictions that have held America back and haven't delivered for the American middle class and working class voter in the last 40 years. So what does Steve Bannon want? What he really wants is a fundamental rethinking of America's place in the world. His criticism would be that America in the last half century has underpinned a global order that has failed to deliver for the working class and the middle class in the United States. What it's done is enrich Wall Street financiers and what he would call a globalist class of people who can jet from New York to Hong Kong to Tokyo around the world and live a lifestyle beyond that of many normal people in the U.S., In his view, the globalists gutted the American working class to create a middle class in Asia. In other words, what we've seen in the last half century, which is an incredible shift in global wealth, eliminating a lot of poverty at the very bottom of global society, that shift, he thinks, comes at the expense of American workers, of American jobs. He wants to reverse that process. This is what he calls economic nationalism. This is why he wanted to abandon the agreement that had underpinned some of the foreign relations work of the Obama presidency, which was called TPP. Essentially, this was a big trade deal that was going to lock up a lot of Asian countries into a trade arrangement with the United States. Now, Bannon saw that deal as being a backdoor method of big corporations lobbying to get secret advantages so they could simply do what he says they've been doing for the last 40 years, which is shifting their production base around the world, moving jobs out of the United States and putting them abroad. Bannon doesn't like that. He doesn't want it. He wants that to return to the United States. He wants those jobs back in the United States. And this is part of what President Trump was selling during the campaign. And it's part of what underpins the rhetoric of the early phase of his presidency. So when people accuse Mr. Bannon of being a nationalist, he would say he's an economic nationalist. He's not a white supremacist. He's not somebody who believes in racist theories of change. He's someone who believes that essentially a large culturally homogenous group of Americans have been locked out of the labor market. Now, whether or not he's right in that analysis is something economists spending a lot of time arguing about, but that's what he believes. So what does Bannon's worldview mean for American foreign policy? It has a couple of consequences. The most important threat that Bannon sees America facing is radical Islamic terrorism. What flows from that is that America's relationships with the world need to be defined through responding to that threat. That threat is the priority. Everything else takes second place. Traditional rivalries like those with Russia, for example, can be put to one side in favor of alliances combating a greater issue. Now, that raises questions for America's biggest foreign policy commitment. The biggest commitment it has is to NATO. NATO's presence and existence is a phenomenon dating back to the Cold War when the Soviet Union was seen as the biggest threat to European security. The United States, its forces, European forces, underwrote that security. But essentially, the United States acted as the banker of last resort for keeping Europe safe. 
Bannon would argue, from his point of view, that Americans had paid whilst Europeans enjoyed lower taxes, lower defence spending on the back of American support. And there's a lot of people who would have sympathy for that view. Lastly, but not least, what does he mean by deconstruction of the administrative state? Well, Bannon's a conservative with libertarian tendencies. He believes that less government is better government. He thinks markets and individuals can do things and should be allowed to do things that governments neither know nor can be bothered nor are very good at delivering. He would see the agencies and the government bodies that enforce and police some of the legislation that gets enacted as effectively being ripe for rigging. He thinks that big companies, big corporations, what he calls globalists, can somehow get round the back of the American people and the ordinary voter and actually influence a lot of decision making without anyone really understanding how or knowing what's going on. So he thinks these agencies of the administrative state, as he would call them, need to be reduced, reformed, or just gotten rid of. And when you look at the start of the Trump administration, people have criticized Mr. Trump and his government for not filling a lot of posts that normally need to be occupied in government. Now, the counter argument to that would be to say, once people fill those posts, they become very defensive of their positions. They actually want to hang on to the power that they have. History's full of examples of people being captured by organizations they were sent to reform. And it's likely that Bannon and President Trump are very aware of the process through which reformers get captured by bureaucracies and the way in which bureaucracies can eat up some of the individuals sent to bring them into line. So perhaps the answer is not to have people in those roles, not to have people in those jobs, in a way weakening them and allowing their disassemblement or their deconstruction later on in the presidency. So Steve Bannon's ideas have potential for big consequences. Whether or not they'll work remains to be seen. Whether or not he'll have the opportunity to see through those ideas into legislation, into action, again, remains to be seen. Presidencies are long, advisors can come and go. But what is definitely true is that he's somebody with ideas that want to turn over some of the assumptions and some of the institutions that have shaped the last 50 years of world history. And that's something we should all pay attention to. I'm Adrian Monk. This has been On Our Radar. Thanks for listening.